0: This is Baja SAE Shop Talk, the official podcast of the Baja SAE series. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. We are doing another joint podcast today for Baja SAE and Formula SAE. We are joined today by Eric and Mike, who are part of our technology team for CDS. They've been working very hard on building something very cool for the upcoming season. So starting in 2018, we will have CDS apps for all formula competitions as well as Baja competitions. You guys will be able to download it just like a normal app right in the App Store or in the Google Play Store, and it has all kinds of really cool features that are unique to our competition. When I started here five years ago, we often talked about an app, and it's something that gets brought up a lot in feedback and even within our own marketing team here at SAE, But the end of the day, we couldn't find any event apps that fit our needs. They were, sure, they had schedules and they had maps and they maybe had a list of participants, but that didn't really fit our need for on-site at competition information. So when we set out to have an app, we knew the the right place to go was to DES, who handles all of our scoring and information technology at this point, and we were able to get with them, come up with some really interesting solutions to some common problems that teams have on site. So we're going to spend this next few minutes talking about the app, giving you guys a preview about some of the features that are coming, some of the cooler features that I'm personally looking forward to, and then we can talk about the next steps. So Mike, do you have anything to add about the philosophy of the app? The high level.
1: Ever since I've been involved in in Baja and in CDS, one of my goals has been uh, information management and information transparency. And I think that's one of the things that we've been evolving into as we've been adding all of this technology. So the technology is there to to make us more efficient at managing these events and at getting work done. But one of the other goals is to be able to share that information with everybody that wants it or that could benefit from it. Uh, we've seen a lot of that in Baja, we've seen a lot of that in Formula in recent years too, where we're we're collecting all this information digitally now. The app gives us a unique opportunity to bring all this information together in one place. Even, you know, what I would call your standard competition resources, such as the schedules um, and maps. And also things that change, like the paddock list. We don't know where people are going to be paddocked until they get there. And so in traditional and print media, there's really no good way to do that. Um, Now that we have the app, we can update that in there right away as it's happening, Uh, just like we do with a lot of the dynamic results and um, endurance and that kind of stuff. So I think it's a really exciting step for Baja and Formula. To have this new capability and to have all the reference information, like the schedules and the maps, right there in your pocket, uh, but also to go to the next level with being engaged and information distribution. One of the things that we'll we'll talk about in a minute is how you can tap into the the flow of information for particular teams, and I think that's a really really neat feature and capability as well. And um, it allows me as a as a fan or as a team member to engage in the competition in a, in a level that I don't think was super easy to do before because I can say, you know what, I care about these couple of teams and I want to know everything there is to know about them as it happens. And I think, that's, I think that's pretty cool.
0: Teams have noticed over the last few months that we've been rolling out kind of piece by piece all these new things. And we kept mentioning how that on the back end it made things more efficient, and easier for us even though the what they saw was very similar to what the previous tool was in reality all of these pieces like the news feed and the series resources have all been part of this uh, overarching project that eventually led to the app um so from the cds side the ability for us to get information out to teams has exponentially easier and faster. And as you mentioned with the difficulties of printing things, now that we have an app, the most up-to-date information can always be in a team's hands, which is honestly one of the biggest game changers that we're going to experience this year. Uh, you, When I started out with this project, my goal was, like you mentioned, to have the app be the answer to every question we got at the registration table. And I think between the CDS team here and your team over at DES, we've been able to find the the perfect blend of functionality as well as efficiency from the, the back end, which is a really cool thing. And I, I know teams will appreciate that. Uh, always better to work smarter, not harder. And we've really been able to make the best of both worlds on this project. So I'm excited to see how all that plays out. And I hope the teams... Uh, can can appreciate that as well um so you started mentioning a few features
1: one of the things we received a lot of questions about was do we really need a mobile app can we do this with a mobile website or can you know can we do this with existing stuff like that uh eric is uh one of our premier app developers and he was able to assist us in making that decision about what, why would we go with a mobile app? What, what are we trying to do and what is the right fit? And is a mobile app the right answer here? And uh, we, uh, I guess it's obvious at this point, we ended up saying, yes, the app is the right answer for what we're trying to do here. And Eric, would you like to to tell us a little about uh, why the app was a good fit and, and what it buys us here and and that anything related to that? And you're welcome to, to go into some of the features we've developed.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's um it's definitely something we pondered over the last few years. You know, we've had an on-site mobile friendly website. Um and I think it you can go a long way with that, right? Like you can you can um show things like uh schedules and maps and even paddock lists and locations uh and 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 that's already much better than um uh, you know, printed stuff that's, that's, you don't get to change very quickly, right? So that, that right there was already a step in the right direction. But I, I really think the benefits that you can uh, gain from, from stepping into a, a mobile application that's actually uh, on your device is uh, you tap into a lot of the, um, the features that that are available to a native app experience. Not only do you have a little bit more of a, a, a native experience that's going to interact more smoothly on a, on a phone as opposed to a, a website. Um, and it's going to look and feel more like what you'd expect uh, in, in other traditional apps on your phone. Um, you also have access to things like uh, push notifications. See, I think the, uh, the beauty of, of push notifications is that we will be able to just sort of close that feedback loop. Uh, whereas before, you know, it was very much up to you to go look and check and see if information had changed. Uh, there was really no way for, for us to speak back to you, so to speak. Um, say, you know, your car just passed tech or something. Like if you could subscribe, that's going to be a feature uh, this year that you would be able to subscribe to that and uh, and and be notified immediately if that's something you care about. Um, we could also send um, informational uh, updates to you, um, or even emergency alerts, you know, things like that, where we can actually uh, reach out to you, uh, the, the end user, so to speak, instead of uh, expecting you to to come uh, refresh your page all the time. Uh, and that's, so that's, that's one advantage there. Another great feature that a mobile app enables you to leverage is the ability to sort of uh, pre-fetch and, and persist data on your device. Um, so that if you lose connectivity during a competition, which depending on um, which competition you're at, that that can be possible, you know, if you don't have a 4g connection, um, or anything like that, you walk over a hill, and now all of a sudden, uh, you don't you don't have a data connection anymore. You know, in, in the past, we weren't able to address that as well. But what the app is going to be able to to allow you to do is the moment you download it and install it, uh, a lot of those static assets that that maybe don't need to change, um, like perhaps some of the maps, uh, your device will go ahead and fetch and download those items uh, and and store them as if you had saved them, you know, in your camera roll or something. But but it's it's data that gets stored inside the app, uh, and you can work completely offline at that point. Now, granted, if we made it a, a made a change to To one of these assets, uh, you would need a connection again to to be notified that 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 was uh, updated. Um, but that's another neat thing too is that it's going to the app is going to be smart enough to to tap into the on site Wi Fi that we have. Um, and if you if you hop onto that connection, even if you don't have a connection to the outside internet, uh, you can still be receiving these updates and uh, and even uh, getting them persisted. And stored uh, offline, so even if you just have a sliver of a, of a Wi-Fi bar on on site and don't even have access to the internet, um, you would be getting all these changes and really staying staying up to date and um, and even receiving push notifications uh, uh, on site um, and and staying in sync, so to speak. So that's another big perk that we get to leverage uh, by switching to a mobile application.
1: Right. That's great. So if, as long as you've had a connection to the internet or the Wi-Fi, sometime, you know, recently, the app should have all of the resources you need. It should have all the schedules, all the maps, all of the all of the information about the teams. Everything that's in there uh, should be available whenever you pull it out of your pocket, even if you're in a building and have no service or something like that. So it's the app has certainly helped us uh, build up a big. Big list of everything you would need, and then provide it to you wherever and whenever. Yeah, we actually it. call
2: it internally the heartbeat. So you know, every every time the app has the chance to, uh, it gets another another heartbeat, and um, and is able to sync down every single thing that might have changed, whether it was a, a a scoring result or a schedule change. Um, you know, if if someone needs to change a line item in the schedule, that that can be Essentially, updated right away, uh, and you can you can kind of rest assured that the the schedule you're seeing is is pretty pretty live.
0: One of the new features that we introduced this year that was a direct result of building the infrastructure for the app was the newsfeed. So we moved our newsfeed over to the CDS web uh, web pages, which for you guys is bahasae.net and fsaonline.com, and it looked pretty similar to what you were used to in the past, but it allowed us to start building a newsfeed that will eventually go to the app. So what you're seeing on the newsfeed now on the webpage is also going to translate over to the app. But in addition, we now have the ability to start posting blurbs as we go through competition that are specific to being on site at competition. We always make the joke that it's the bur- the breakfast burritos are on sale um, so information like that, that only matters to people that are on site, those are going to be quick updates, fast, quick, uh, they're going to come right into your newsfeed, right on the app. We expect that to get a lot of play this year. We have the ability, as Eric mentioned, to send push notifications. An example of this would be for design finalists. When we announce design finalists, we'd love to send a push notification out for that, but we also have the ability to send emergency notifications. So if there is a weather uh, situation happening that we need to send information to, all of the people that are on-site at competition we will be able to do that. So we're really excited about the newsfeed and on the back end, it allows us to do all kinds of cool things that ultimately just get information in the hands of the team. So super excited about that. What other features do we have coming out for 2018,
2: so we have the uh, the schedules feature. You you listed as a as one of the boring features, and I would disagree. I think we've done some pretty neat stuff with schedules. Uh, maybe maybe we've jazzed them up a bit to give them uh, a little a little more flexibility here. And and one of the reasons I think that's that's really powerful is the fact that you'll be able to um, update them on the fly, and everyone gets to know about them on the fly oftentimes schedules, um, are TBD, or they just tend to, to shift or slide or fluctuate when, when, you know, real life happens. Um, so the, the ability to, to modify what we call the smart schedules, uh, is, is, uh, one of, one of the exciting things about, um, line by line, you know, uh, scheduling and, uh, what, what you'll be able to see with, with that is, uh, a breakdown by scheduled day and then, uh, items within that, uh, schedule itself. Um, so, so I could see everything that's for Wednesday and keep scrolling and see Thursday, Friday, uh, and that sort of thing. So it's, it's a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't say interactive, uh, from the end user's perspective, but, uh, but from the management side, uh, you can, you can certainly do a lot with that. Um, the, the other, the other thing is, uh, a lot of, a lot of the schedules, are a little bit too intricate uh to display in that kind of a format so we we we'll, you'll also see um you know just pdf schedules in in your list of schedules as well uh if you just need to kind of pull up something that's um a little a little more advanced um so yeah you've you've got a lot to work with even with even with something as simple as schedules uh and that's that's gonna be sort of a big improvement uh than than previous years
1: yeah, that, that's a good point, Eric. The um, So so I guess the takeaway for Teams is in the past, it's been hard for us to update the schedules. This year and moving forward, uh, the app is probably your best place to go look for schedule changes. Um, we might not be able to post them in, on paper or on things like that. We might not be able to get them on the website. But if you go check the app, that's quick and easy for SAE and the organizers to adjust and so that's your best bet for getting the most recent schedule information. And that is a change this year, but that's an exciting change.
2: And realize, too, if it's something drastic enough, um, the the uh, organizers will have the ability to send a push notification into your news feed to say, hey, um, schedule change, go check the schedule. Uh, you, you know, you might want to give it a little bit of a, of a shout-out if it's significant enough, and they'll have the ability to do that, and you'll have the ability to become aware of it right away And then you can cross reference this updated schedule um, uh, to to see the sort of the new schedule and anything it might have impacted down the line.
1: Another thing we have is uh, digital maps that are right there in the app. Uh, We're going to start pretty simple with this this year. Uh, We'll basically have uh, a nice high quality photo of the same thing you might find on a paper map or on uh, something in one of the event guides. And this is a feature that we think is going to be really helpful because we can split them all up into different pieces. We can have a map for the practice area. We can have a map for the dynamic site, for various other events in there. So I think that you'll see a lot of new maps as, as we can add them. And we have some cool ideas for where to take this feature in the future. First step is we're going to try to start standardizing the information on the maps so uh, we want all the maps to have where the bathrooms are. We want all the maps to show where to go to get food, all that kind of stuff, uh, where to get medical attention, whatever, whatever is on there. We're going to try to try to do a better job of making the same information available now that it's available in the app across all of the competitions. Um, and the next step after that, I think will be really cool, will be the ability to show the blue dot on the map where we can show where the phone is so if you're you're like where in the world am i and how do i get to acceleration uh you can pull open the map and it will say oh well you've got to go this way your way over here by this event you need to you need to go in that direction if you want to go to acceleration and you can see where you are you can see how much further if i keep walking out this direction am i going to be able to get close enough to see this course that's happened you know this particular event that's running and you say, Oh, look, no, it's fenced off right here. So it'd be better to go this way. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff possible in in the future of the maps. And we're calling those things smart maps. We're not there this year, but that's definitely where we're headed. And we're excited to go in that direction.
2: There are a lot of benefits that would come from the implications of smart maps too. the sort of the geolocation awareness that the app uh, can have is another perk that, that you get from a mobile application. Um, you know, these, uh, every, every device in your pocket nowadays has a, a GPS antenna in it. And, um, the ability to sort of know where you are is, uh, it, within the context of a, of a competition, it can be really invaluable for something like the map, but even something like, uh, us being able to detect if in fact you were on site, um, some of those targeted notifications, like perhaps an emergency notification, might only be important to someone if you were physically in the eye of the storm, so to speak. And uh and and that's that's another sort of awareness that that can be can be had uh with, with something like your your um geolocation. And uh and that's just something something neat, you know, uh there are a lot of a lot of different directions you could take that. Um sort of geo geofencing fencing to, to determine, oh, you know, you have stepped out of the uh, spectator area, um, you're, you're not supposed to be here. That kind of stuff we could, we could really use to help uh, make this uh, a safer and more engaging, um, more interactive experience.
0: So my favorite feature is actually an unassuming one, I think. As we started to see the app grow into something real... I realized how powerful the registered team list was going to become. You know, you think of a registered team list like you do on the web page, list of car numbers, list of teams, list of team names, and that's it. But the maps registered team list is actually if you go one step deeper, there's all kinds of really cool pieces of information. So, if I click go in, click on my team, their paddock location is going to be listed, so what paddock number they're in. All the scoring notifications, which we'll get into a little bit more about what that actually means, but the one visual thing that I think everybody's going to immediately go and click on uh, is the favorite button. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think this is one of those game changer features that really solidified for us internally why we were going to go with a custom built app as opposed to something that already existed. Teams will be able to favorite. Some of their favorite teams. So, obviously, your own team, I would imagine, will be one that they favorite, but they also now have the ability to favorite other teams, perhaps their top competition, perhaps the team that their friends are on. Maybe there's a team that you helped out and you wanted to track their progress over the weekend. There's all kinds of reasons why teams might want to follow other teams, but there wasn't an easy way to do it up to this point without going to this, the mobile scoring page and and refreshing on a regular basis. Mobile scoring page will still exist. It'll still have leaderboards on it. It will still have all of the dynamic information in one place, but the app is going to take that one step further.
1: That's right. Um, And I'll point out that there is a menu item. There's a link right inside of the app that will take you to the mobile scoring site. So truth be told, we didn't pull all of the information that's on the mobile scoring site into the app, but we are allowing you to tap into some of the information that comes real time. And I think that's a really exciting feature. Um, It has required us on our side to go back and put hooks in all of these various places. You know, when when a car passes tech, we have to have a little thing in there that says, oh, we need to notify everybody that cares about that. And when the car finishes a, an autocross run or uh, gets a, a new high score and maneuverability or something like that we had to go in and add code to raise these little notification events and then send them to all the apps that care about them and uh, and so there there is there has actually been a lot of work on our side just to make this even possible but it's it is one of the things that we are most excited about with the app and I think that I think that you guys will find this really exciting as well but uh, I want to point out too that the you know, the app that we've built, we built for SAE and there are no advertisements in it. There's no, there's no collecting of your information there. We, we don't even know who you are in it. We're not storing anything about you. We're remembering what your favorite teams are in on your phone, but that's it. So, um, aside from promoting our typical event sponsors and all of that, they're, the entire experience is ad and information collection free, and I think that's a that's a good thing because a lot of the free apps these days they kind of they're out there to try to mine your data, and we're not doing that. We're trying to provide you the data that that you guys have from competition. So it's a it's a wholly different um, approach and goal. But along along with that, I think it's really cool to be able to to go into your favorite a couple of teams that you want to track and. And then whatever notifications we can we can get into the system, things like past tech, things like a new dynamic run was completed. Uh, maybe things like you just got the the new top, you know, the fastest time or something like that. And uh, information related to your activity during endurance. Um, in Baja, we have the ability to let you know if, the, if you've been black flagged. We've been doing that a couple of years. We're going to try to add up a notification for that. So I think that's... It's really, and I think this is going to grow. I think as, you know, next year and as this moves on, we're going to have even more pieces of information that we can, uh, that we can allow you to tap into when you subscribe or unsubscribe to a team by favoriting them.
0: Yeah, this is a perfect example of a place where we really want the feedback for scoring notifications this year. We're tying in what we have currently, but If there's a piece of information that you guys would love to have on here, please make sure you send that in feedback to us or, you know, if you see one of us on site, pull us aside and let us know, you know, it'd be really cool if we could find out when our team does blank. All these sites are so huge and teams are spread out doing all the things. So it would be really cool if a team member on the other side of the site was able to have the same information as the person standing next to the vehicle. And that's some of the the holes we've tried to close with both mobile scoring and now the app. Uh, literally, you're getting notifications now at this point that, that your car has done something. So that's all really cool. Eric, do you have anything to add on notifications?
2: Yeah. And on that note, Amanda, you mentioned... Um Giving uh, teams giving us their feedback so that we can we can learn a little bit more about what they would like to see in the app and uh, a, a feature we wanted to incorporate into the app that might be uh, underlooked is uh, sort of the suggestions box that we've added right right at the bottom of your menu is, is where it's going to live and uh, it's that op- it's exactly that opportunity for teams to say you know what this is really great but I would love I would love it if it if it showed me this or notified me that. Um, that's something that we, we hope gets honestly, uh, used heavily. Uh, we, since this is, uh, it's inception, uh, and it's the first year for, for these, um, these applications, uh, it's, it's really important that we hear from, from the audience at large, you know, what can we do better? Uh, what would you like to see? That sort of thing. Uh, it won't really be, um, like a feedback loop. It, it, it's, it's more just sort of like a, um, drop your comment in the box type of thing. So um it's not going to be like a a problem report or any sort of thing like that but it's it's really just an opportunity that that we hope um even if you want to say I love it it's perfect uh just send them send it on. You know, we we'd love to um to glean that um that feedback once it's once it's live, you know, uh once it's out in the wild and um if it's um if if it's if it's buggy uh, if it, if any, even, even that kind of stuff, again, we, we can't really, uh, since, uh, the way Mike pointed out, since it is an anonymous app and no, you don't need another login or a password. We, we kind of wanted to remove those, those barriers to entry. Uh, and really we, we don't want to collect, uh, or data mine or anything like that. That's, that's really not a motive there. Um. But, but, as a result of that, we don't know who you are. so so it won't it won't so much be that as it is. Um, just kind of keep us in a loop and tell us what you like and don't like.
0: So at this point, the app is live in the app store on Apple and the Google Play Store for Android. So when you open the app, it's going to open automatically to the next competition in line. So if you're downloading it now, it'll open to Baja SAE, Maryland or Formula SAE, Michigan. That will allow us to automatically switch over whenever we move to the next competition. So once Maryland's over, it'll move over to Kansas uh, and so on. So that's a really cool feature um, for teams that are only going to one competition. You'll go- have to go in and select it. But if you're one of the teams that are going to multiple, this is a good good deal for you.
2: It might be worth mentioning that the first install might might take a second because it's downloading and caching all that stuff for you so that you have that ability later, you know, packaged. I was sending you like a 22 megabyte thing, but that's before, you know, any, any caching starts.
1: Okay. So that's like half the size of Facebook, but, but the, yeah, the, the the trick will be Amanda, like the worst case for this is if they, if they have really poor data connection and they're at, you know, they're, they're on site at competition, let's just say, and they go to, they go to the Play Store and they download the app and that takes five minutes and then they start the app and it goes, oh, wow, I need all these schedules and all these maps and all these other things and it starts downloading them all.
2: I would definitely take this opportunity to say, yes, get it now uh, just so that stuff can happen. Yeah, so we're not pegging the, the internet once they get there. You know,
1: Do it on the car ride on the way there. Like, Get it on your phone before you show up to competition and you'll be good to go, but if you're trying to do this in the parking lot next to the forty five other people that are also trying to do it, like it might not be as good, right? like because you're all
2: the incremental changes are much easier to manage than the initial fetch for all of it, right
1: So yeah, I would say if you think you want to check this out, download it on your way to competition, like do it on the drive. so one thing that's kind of cool is uh, when when I was a competitor uh it was always really hard to get to all this information. Uh there were there's basically we, we joked that when you went to competition there was just an information vacuum because you couldn't find it anywhere. There were no signs back then, there were no display monitors, there were no scoreboards, there was no website, there was nothing. I mean this is the dark ages, right? I know I'm old. But um that was one of the things that motivated me to try to build all this stuff. And it and it's kinda cool because actually Eric and I back back in 2006 and 2009 when Auburn was hosting the competition there. Uh we were trying we were trying to build stuff even back then and at the time we built a thing for the Auburn competition where you could sign up and get SMS alerts. So we you know smartphones were not even a thing back then, but we had the ability to send text messages and you could actually sign up at Baja SAE Auburn in 2009 and get scoring notifications. Basically, the same concept we finally realized today in the app almost 10 years later, um, you know, you could get those via text message way back then. And we never did it again after then because it was so much trouble uh, and there was no standardized way to do it. But uh, the concept was totally uh, proven. And, and we said, this is cool and this is going to be a thing. And one day when the technology gets there and everybody's carting around computers in their pocket people are going to like this and this is going to make things really awesome. And I think it's really cool for me personally uh, and probably Eric for having helped out back then to, to say, we're there, you know, we've, we've achieved this much. There's plenty of things coming in the future, but, uh, but we're proud that we're, we're finally to that point where we can share this with Baja and formula and, and all of these different competitions instead of just one or two here and there. What was your favorite part of this, Eric? What was your favorite part of developing this application, other than doing it at five in the morning? Oh, you mean I don't get to pick that one? <laughs> it's it's exactly like going to competition. We we stay up all night trying to get it you done. Know, we in wanted time. to
2: really enter into the uh, the agony, really walk alongside these teams as we <laughs> strive for greatness together.
1: While the while the teams are building their car. While the teams are building their car in the trailer on the way to the competition, we are building the app in the trailer on the way to competition. No,
0: yeah, Mike. To echo everything you just said, I my history here doesn't go back to two thousand and nine, but it's been quite a revolution in terms of the technology from when I started at CDS. This will be my sixth season, and just to see the leaps and bounds that we've come as a direct result of both the feedback from the students. As well as a commitment from this team, as well as your team, as well as the volunteers to really push forward to the next level and create an enhanced experience for these teams. So it's been a really cool journey. And I'm really thrilled that we now have an app and people can stop asking us to make an app. So (laughs) yeah, I'm really excited to get out there. The next time or the first time students will experience the app on site is when they get paddocked. We'll actually have a tablet there right at the paddocking location where we'll be entering your paddock number as you get paddocked, which is kind of a game changer. You got It'll be updated in real time. You guys will know where everybody is. Your mom doesn't need to come and ask us at the registration table where your paddock number is. So just make sure that she knows what university or team number you are. That will help her uh, as she starts using the app. And other than that, we'll we'll see everyone at competition. Don't forget, download the app now. And as you're experiencing it through the season, drop your feedback into the suggestions box and we'll be collecting all that and working on things over the off season, just like you. This team never sleeps. So we appreciate all of the work that everybody has helped put into the app, both on my team internally as well as DES and we expect teams to work with us as well. Uh, I'm sure you guys will have lots of thoughts over the next three months about how we can improve the app and, and what you love about the app as well. So see you at competition. Thanks for listening to Baja SAE Shop Talk. As always, we want to hear from you. So email SAE at SAE.org. The show notes for this episode, as well as all others, can be found at www.bajasae.net slash podcast. Stay safe, and
1: we'll catch you next episode.